Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Start out with a special shout out to my friend Yoshiko Dart. Yoshiko, keep fighting the fight you are for young people living with disabilities. And I want to thank our lead sponsor, Highmark. I'll tell you, just last week we had the CEO, David Holmberg, on the show. And, you know, that company has just stood behind me. I had a sad experience in that in the past month. Bill Lowry passed away, and Mr. Lowry is the person that first stood behind me when I started Bender Consulting Services. I went to him in 1995, and I said, Bill, I have this idea. I'm going to start this company that will focus on the employment of people with disabilities. But, Bill, I need someone to stand behind me. I would ask you to bring on six entry-level people with disabilities and keep them on for how many years? Six years. Uh, Yeah, six years. And you know what? It only took him one day to say yes. And I apologize. It's six people, three years. I want to get it right because Bill's so important to me. If it weren't for him, there wouldn't be a Bender Consulting Services. Thousands of people would not have gained employment. And that's why I always say one man, one decision. So as you can see, Highmark has been behind me for a very, very long time and still is today. So uh, thank you, Highmark. Also, AudioEye and Covestro are two other sponsors of the show. And all of these companies are helping me help people with disabilities gain quality of life through what we've been talking to and about all these 15 years. So with that, I am so excited about our guest today. And before I introduce him, because, wow, talk about radio. He's better at radio than I am because he's a big radio star. Uh, But I knew him most as I got involved with the Epilepsy Foundation, which you all know, I'm a woman living with epilepsy, and we have a walk every year to raise funds for the Epilepsy Foundation. And you know what? It only, I don't think ever, I don't think I've ever been there without him there. I mean, he takes time to go to every single walk uh, because we like having celebrities there. But you know what? He, he's always there. He's just such a wonderful person. He gives back. And that's why I wanted to have him on the show. He is Pittsburgh's premier comedian and broadcast personality. Just a wonderful person. Jimmy Crin, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Joyce. I, I appreciate it. It's my honor, really. i got to tell you. You're one of the most genuine, kind-hearted people I've ever met. And, you know, I don't see you all the time, but the reason I say that is because I watch the way you treat people. And whether people are looking, if there's a camera or not, you're the same. You're genuine, down-to-earth, and you care. And I love that about you. I mean, it's an honor to call you friends. And thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you know what? For our listeners, oh, and listeners in Ireland, oh, my goodness, I have to thank you. You know, I saw the statistics, seven different countries listen to this show, but Ireland has really moved up. It's listening, so I want to thank all those listeners. But in the meantime, uh, Jimmy, how did you first get started in stand-up comedy, and then how did that lead to you being in broadcasting. You know, it, it's funny, Joyce. I kind of was guided. I, I was always funny as a very shy, but funny. And in high school, for some reason, I was able to do impressions and mimic family members and teachers. And what happened at North Catholic High School, who my senior year, thought I was the funniest thing to them anyway. 
they signed for our talent show, which was in the beginning of the year, in September of my senior year. And I told the guys, I can't do that. Are you kidding? Get up in front of 1,500 fellow students and teachers and parents and, and do impressions of teachers. They said, Jim, you got to do it. And for something in me, I just did it. And I went into the teacher's lounge, Joyce, and I did the impressions for the because they were football coaches. They were tough guys nobody messed with. I did the impression of the teachers, and I got them pretty good. They all laughed and said, go ahead, go for it, Jim. So the talent show was a good talent show. We always have, like, a you know, great singer. It's always a great young You could play people. 20 people. And it was like the movie Napoleon Dynamite. I go on last, and I do my impression. So shy. I put my head down. I walk off stage. Grass say, they're standing for you. You got to come back out. So I'm standing with a standing ovation, and I end up winning the talent show. And that started the bug where I thought, wow, this is the greatest feeling on earth. Making people realize could do it in front of, or on stage, and make these people that didn't know laugh. So I started to volunteer for different charity events or different things where they needed an MC as a kid. And I, I went on to Indiana University of Pennsylvania and studied uh, business, got a Bachelor of Science in Business. In my senior year, the comedy club boom happens. There's a club in every city. This is 1983. I'm 57 years old. So the clubs are everywhere, four clubs in every city. So the next thing, you know, I'm able to make a living doing stand-up comedy because of these clubs. They, had, uh, they needed people who had a at that point, I had maybe 20 minutes of material, and I started out as an MC, and then after about two years, I was the middle act, and about a year later, I was the headliner, wow. and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was making a living, flying around the country, and I'm doing these wonderful clubs, meeting great people, working with all these great stand-ups. In late 87, it, fast forward to 1987... I had an offer to, I was going to move to L.A. Now, my life previously was on the road a lot, doing these comedy clubs. So I was in and out of Pittsburgh, in and out of town, mostly on the road. It's not a stable life as far as getting to see your family. I said, yeah, I'm going to move to L.A., but I'm going to spend a few months home in Pittsburgh. My grandmother and great-grandmother were alive at the time, and they were older. Dad, of course, lived here, and my friends and other family members. So I said, I'm going to spend a few months with them, and then we'll move out to L.A. and go from there. While I was here, Joyce, I, I had a couple gigs lined up, a couple shows. One of the shows was lined up with WDBE radio station here in Pittsburgh. So I was to go on as a guest in the club that I was playing. So I went on, and I didn't know radio. I knew nothing about ratings. Well, this particular station was having some trouble there couple of years previous, and they had dropped to 17th in the market, ratings-wise. So, I think they were going to... I had no, no idea. Well, anyway, I do my guest appearance, and I do a lot of impressions and characters and things, and it worked, and I liked it. So, I'm leaving the station, and the program director goes down to the lobby where my car was and says, hey, could you come back? Could you come back next week? And I said, well, I'm home, Sure back the next week and a week after and a couple months I was, I'd go on the show every week well when I'm ready to move to LA they offer me a contract for some nice money to do six months I thought alright I'll do six months on radio that's fine so I didn't know this but six months was two ratings books and what happened was the morning show went from 17th in the market to 8th and at the end of the six months as I'm ready to go to L.A., they gave me another offer I couldn't refuse. They gave me a, a three-year deal. And I thought, well, that, then I'll move to L.A. Well, the thing is, I love my hometown of Pittsburgh, and I thought I had to work. To be an entertainer, I thought I had to work in L.A. But the way things were going here, and this station had 50,000 watts, and, re, and I was getting seven, 800,000 listeners every morning, it ended up being a career. I never looked back. I loved it every second of it. So it's really, that, that's how it all happened. Wow, what a story. I'll bet you never thought when you went to WDVE that would happen, huh? No. I had 
no idea. And I really was focused on going to Los Angeles. I had a couple who were going to manage me, and it was, it was, and I was headlining. And it looked like things, I was going to get a developmental deal, possibly it looked like, and things were happening in that you know, venue. And, I, and so radio wasn't on my radar at all. But I did love it. It's funny, Joyce. It was really addictive when I got doing it, man. I, I, it was like, because when you're doing stand-up, you're in front of a live audience, and I love that action, too. That's euphoric. But it was very relaxed. It was almost like breathing. So I did feel I could do, be successful. So I, I, and also, the stability of being in one city, being my hometown, which was really lucky or fortunate, like I said, God works in mysterious ways. But to be able to be in my hometown also was the greatest gift. So that, that definitely kept me here. Yeah, once people are in Pittsburgh, they never want to leave. That's the truth. It's yeah. Connection like no other. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it is because, um, well, evident by that walk, just how people are very family-oriented and strong work ethics, but people give back. It's just such a special place. I am definitely hardcore Pittsburgher. But with that, folks, we're going to get ready to go to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Jimmy Crenn, stand-up comedian and premier broadcast personality Talent Network Incorporated. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Jimmy. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show and we have rock star Jimmy Crenn from Talent Network Incorporated, who I just love this guy on our show today. Here we go. We always have people across the country. And today, we are Pittsburgh. We have Pittsburghers on, which you know I always try to include Pittsburgh. Uh, and here we have. We have Jimmy Crenn. And if I am right, you were on the radio show, WDVE, for like 24 years. Is that right? 24 years. Uh, it was a nice long run uh, on doing morning radio. I did uh, five years. I was uh, able to do voices for a show called Action League Now on Nickelodeon, which uh, is rerun sometime on the old Nick. Uh, so I did a bunch of voices on that show for five years. So I've been really lucky, uh, Joyce, to be able to, make a living my entire life just doing comedy. Wow. 
Isn't that? Well, you know what? That is almost unheard of, people on the air that long. Um, I must tell you, I didn't know you were on the air that long, and I found out recently. I thought, wow, that's long. <laughs> so um, how, what do you think you did to have, you know, you know it's very hard for, for some people on the radio to, like, have that staying power. Um, how do you think you did that? You know, I, I think uh, I, I learned early. I learned early on that the, the talent that God gave me wasn't mine, that it was to be shared. I'll never forget a, a call I got early in my career. A young lady called, wasn't on the air, it was off the air, but called the station. We, we would record calls back then, you know, then, then to see who could put on or whatever. But young lady calls and she said, Jim, thanks for being funny on Thursdays at 8.30 in the morning. I said, well, thank you, but why 8.30 in the morning? She said, because I got diagnosed uh, with a kidney disease, and I got to go to dialysis. And from 8.30 to 9 on Thursdays, me through it. You make me laugh enough to get through that. And I never forgot that call. But wow. The thing God gave oh, me. Oh, yeah. What an impact, mine. huh? Wow. It's not mine. It's ours. It's ours. We're supp- I'm there. It's ours. It's both you and I. The listener and I, we're one, and we're in this together. And I realized that. And I that that helped with the connection with the listeners because they knew in my heart that I believe that that it is ours and there is a connection. Well, to do uh, I, I, I'm a child of, from the Better Name Night Live era. I grew up with skit comedy and characters, so I was able to kind of do a lot of characters that would connect with the audience. You know, using my viewpoint or comedic viewpoint, using those characters. And some of those characters kind of connecting with the audience also, uh, which is kind of fun because even till this day, people come up and with the characters from years ago, which is uh, a great honor, a great honor. But you I know, when that's, I'm, that's really uh, oh my God, when I'm hearing you, I'm like mesmerized because it's like I'm hearing you on WDVE. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is what I'm saying. Wow, it's like I'm hearing him on WDVE. Um, well, it was, just that one thing. I always say, even one person, if you can impact them, it's worth it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that, that's what it's all about. That's why we're here. Because it's not, fame is empty. You know, it's not really about, you don't do this. You don't even get into it for money. Uh, you know, you're fortunate if, if, you, if it comes uh, with the gig. But the main thing is the connection with the people and how you in a positive way. That's what it's all about. It's the most enriching thing. And that's what kept me going. Doing mornings all those years. It could be a physical grind at times. But, but remembering calls like that young lady that I mentioned, and, and Pete, and there were some others, that, that, make, that drove me. To, to sick, tired, or whatever, I, I got to get there to the station, and I got to give them my best. I have to write my best stuff for these people because uh, they are counting on it. They are counting on it to get to work, school, maybe they're not feeling well. Whatever it is, I got to be there. So it definitely drove me for a long time, and still does. It still does. Well. I did have a listener contact us when they found out you were going to be on, because as you know, this is advertised ahead of time, uh, asking, you know, not only what are you doing now, like Talent Network Inc., what is that, but also, like, do you make appearances, or how do people uh, contact you to make an appearance? How, how does that all work? Thanks, George. Yeah, I, I, you know... It's been a lot of fun the last few years after my, my morning radio. Uh, I found a way to reconnect with everybody. You go on Facebook and you just type in Jim Crenn fan page, J-I-M-K-R-E-N-N fan page, and you follow me. What I've been doing, Joyce, is I've been releasing two videos a week. And it's basically me in my backyard, and I'll just put the phone up and I go off on a two-minute uh, you know, rant, comedic rant, or I'll do some impressions or characters, and uh, you could tap in and watch the videos each week, and that has been really enriching. We've had uh, over 2 million views in the first six months of doing this, 
So it's been a great way to reconnect with everybody. And I, I also have a, a podcast called Jim Crow No Restrictions on iTunes. Uh, that I do maybe one episode a month of that. But uh, in, in my stand-up, I continue to do it. I've been lucky uh, because I helped a few uh, guys when they were younger, and uh, now they're older and established. They're helping me. So every few months, I go out to Los Angeles and showcase in the rooms out there, and I get to do corporate comedy uh, around the country. So there's a corporation out there who wants me for an event. The Talent Network, that's the agency that books me. So they would just go to Talent Network, Inc., and talentnetwork.com, and that's how I get bookings. And uh, this Friday, if anyone's around Pittsburgh, I'll be at Mario's Dockside in Beaver County, which is a beautiful uh, right along the river, and it just holds about 250 people. So I do that, Joyce. I'll do maybe every six weeks I do a, a show locally. Uh, they could always get it on my fan page, the Jim Cren fan page on Facebook. I always advertise where I'm at locally. And, read. and I also travel around the country doing corporate. And like I said, every few months I go to Los Angeles. So that's, uh, I'd love to see anybody out there come on out and say hello. Please come up and say hi. And uh, looking forward to meeting you. Okay, Jim Cren fan page on Facebook. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. And, then, and then they can go... To iTunes, what would they look for there? Just type in a, a Jim Cren, no restrictions, it's called. So it's basically what I did, did on the radio, but no restrictions. <laughs> so, restrictions, I'll say. I, keep I it, get it now. Team. Yes, <laughs> okay. I get it. You know, you know um, isn't it great, if you're listening to the show right now, whether you're in corporate America, wherever you are, isn't it great, though, if you book someone and bring someone in and you also know they're a good person? You know, that's him. That's 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 Jim Crent. So uh, I would encourage you. Uh, as a matter of fact, as you all know, this show is um, uh, archived at BenderConsult.com and Voice America. So you can go back and hear the show. So I just want to tell you, tell everyone you know to go back and listen to this show. Um, and to all my friends in Ireland... Feel free to have him come to Ireland, but make I sure. Love Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? It's amazing to me that I have these listeners in Ireland because they're so committed to the disability community. Just astonishing what? to me. And, and the people of Ireland are so warm. I uh, was able in my radio career to travel a lot, and uh, we I covered the Steelers playing in Ireland. Uh, one time uh, years ago, and I, I got to have, like 10 days in Dublin, and I got to tell you, I felt like I was in Pittsburgh. I'd go into a pub, which is people would walk up and, you know, say, hey, how you, they, they noticed, the, you know, I didn't have an, <laughs> my American accent or whatever. They, where are you from, America? Yes. And they'd buy me a Guinness or whatever, a beer, <laughs> Ruttles or whatever the different beers they had. They're just the nicest, warmest, kindest people. I love them. Love them. Wow, isn't that awesome, though? That is, that is, yeah, that 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 is no surprise to me. Hearing what you said, um, and for everyone, again, I didn't know this before, and I found out that he, Jimmy, Jim Cren, has been voted fourteen times as the top entertainer in the city of by Pittsburgh Magazine, and. Nominated by Billboard as one of the major personalities of the year. He's also made the most TV appearances. And as he mentioned, he still does these stand-up performances. And I would make sure that if you're in Pittsburgh, where is that again? Mario's in Beaver, what's Mario, it called? Ma yes, Mario's Dockside in Beaver. I'll be there uh, Friday night. So stop on out. Love it. Well, I would come and hear you. Except I'm leaving Thanks. Friday for Indonesia. Oh, wow. Yeah. You'll have to see and all the you, clubs are out there in Indonesia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened is the U.S. State Department is okay. sending me uh, to Indonesia because the embassy requested an expert on the employment of people with disabilities. So now oh, I can wow. tell them about you in Indonesia. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here I see it It'll now. Jim, Jim, Jim Kren Live in Indonesia. <laughs> but I'm you may be hey, you may be restricted as to what you're saying. Very, yeah, you may be restricted. I, yeah, sometimes I need to be restricted. <laughs> well, you know, when I heard all of this, 
um, I'm thinking to myself, wow, you must have met a lot of people, and I thought that would be interesting. I thought that would be interesting to my listeners if you would not mind sharing some of the stories about celebrities you've worked with. Oh, no, my pleasure. My pleasure, Joyce. And it's interesting, it's fortunate. Uh, my stand-up career, those comedy club days, I got to meet a lot of comedians that were sort of famous, but not as famous as they eventually became. And then the radio days, it was more interviewing people. And I'll go back first to stand-up days. Uh, I got to work when Jay Leno was doing The Tonight Show once a week. I got to work with uh, Dennis Miller, who's from Pittsburgh, who was always so kind to me. He's one of the kindest people I've ever met. And, and Jerry Seinfeld, I got to work with Jerry Seinfeld about a year before he got, and it was an interesting thing because he helped. I was about 26 years old. I was headlining maybe, you know, my second year of headlining the comedy clubs, and it was a friend that we, a mutual friend that uh, from Los Angeles who was opening opening a club in Rochester, New York. And he called me and he said, "Hey, I'm opening a club, a comedy club, and I've Jerry Seinfeld going to do." Do the week, and would you come out because you have a clean act? Jerry likes a clean act in front of him. I don't swear in my act. So, and so we stayed in a condo together. Jerry Seinfeld and I stayed in a condo together for the week. And one of the things that he helped me so much with was after the first couple of days, we hung out and everything. But, but the third day, I remember us having lunch, and he looked at me and said, Jim, he says, you know, I noticed you, you, after the show, you have a beer with everybody and all that. He says, you got to stop doing that. I said, what? He goes, this is your office now. This is work. He said, you want to have a picnic? This is work. You have to put it that way. And, and I just took that to heart, and he helped me so much. It brought my act to another, another gear. After he, I know because I admired him so much. He had been on The Tonight Show over a dozen times at that point. And then about a year later, so when he got the show and everybody knew who he was, he is still probably my favorite comedian. Yeah, him and Dennis are probably my two favorites. But uh, those, those guys were from the comedy club days. And in the, uh, in, the inter- in the radio days, I get to meet a lot of people and interview people uh, that I never thought I'd be able to interview. You know, from, uh, I was running for president in 08, and Bill Clinton, President Clinton, who, who was uh, campaigning for his life in 08, and, and, and in, you know, whatever, people's political beliefs, whatever, on the side, uh, it's just talk to these people. It's just fascinating to me. Uh, I also got to interview Tom Cruise, who seemed very nice. Uh, and the people now uh, that I get to interview, uh, whether on No Restrictions or for my Facebook uh, series, uh, I love uh, when I get to talk to General Michael Hayden, who is a former head of the CIA, and he uh, is a Pittsburgh guy. He's from Northside, and he is just one of the most in- interviews of, uh, you could ever imagine. And what a what a nice guy, a real down-to-earth Pittsburgh guy. He's just fast. And, and recently, uh, Joyce, because of the Facebook series, my friend Larry Richard put a deal together where I got to go to Italy uh, for 12 days and, uh, and do some videos and hang out with my idol, Bruno Sammartino. So Larry oh, and I got that. Bruno. Yeah. Bruno Sammartino, who is just the, the, you know, beyond Pittsburgh, he is the king. He sold out as a headline wrestler, Madison Square Garden, 187 times. And in Italy, it was amazing being with him. He's a rock star. He's a god over there. <laughs> Pretty wild, man. But he is just most genuine also, genuine, uh, kind-hearted guy who really appreciates everything that's happened to him. And you just he's fascinating to talk to. He's just great to talk to. So he's one of the people that really have all impressed me meeting uh, along with some of the so it was, it's kind of cool. Uh, the ride is pretty wild as far as the radio show took me all over, covering uh, four Super Bowls, uh, a couple Olympics, one in Australia, and a winter one in Salt Lake. And it, it, it was the kind of show that traveled. I could travel. I would have, it was in London, like I said, Dublin, I mentioned. So I got to see uh, all over Canada. You got to meet a lot of great people. And that was more exciting than the celebrities, just meeting people from these areas. And just seeing, you know, meeting some real warm, kind-hearted people and knowing that there are good people all over the world, really, sincerely. A lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun, Joy. I, I got to go. I've got to go back here for a minute. Now, did you meet Jay Leno? 
I did. I did. And what was, I worked he, what with was him. he like? He was very down to earth. The thing I thought was cool about him was we did the Syrian mosque, and he was on the Tonight Show at this point, like I said, uh, like Monday and Tuesday or something, a couple of days a week. So he was known. He sold it at the Syrian mosque. It was a 2,000-seat room. So this guy was selling out 2,000-seat rooms. This was before he got the Tonight Show uh, permanently. But that's the kind of guy he is. After the show, backstage, people are him to go party with them and, and people and but he is so loyal to his wife and so kind he just looks at me and goes hey Jimmy let's go get some pizza <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the kind of guy he is hey Jimmy let, let's go get some pizza the world's at his feet but he's let's go get some pizza and that just said it all to me who Jay Leno is that is just a kind hearted uh, I keep saying that word kind of but they, really I've met a lot of them He's one of them. He's genuine and kind-hearted, and he was certainly funny, but he still is. If you ever get a chance to see him, he, he loves the work. He loves to do, you know, it's, it's, to do stand-up, it, it has to be a passion. It's not for the money. It's because you love it. But I got to tell you, you see Jay Leno, if you see his name anywhere in Vegas or anywhere, do yourself a favor and go see him. You see him in a club setting, and that's, even though it's a 1,000-seat room or 1,500-seat room, it's a club setting. Believe you're in for a treat to see that guy. Wow. Well, you know, stand-up comedian, that's hard. That is hard because, um, I mean, I know you love it and you're obviously very good at it, but people think mm-hmm. that's easy. It's not easy to know that when you go out there, you have to make people laugh. It, it, yes. It is uh, uh, something that you, it's a, a craft. It's an art. You have to go through some growing pains to do it for a living. It has to be a... In many ways, and I've heard comedians say this in documentaries, it, it has to be a calling. It has to be something you really want to do because it could be painful if it isn't a calling. Uh, there are some, it's tough nights on the road. Uh, it has to be that, euf- that euphoria that I mentioned to you, Joyce, at the beginning of my, life, when, my career. And it was only a high school talent show, but that's the thing I feel every time I walk on stage. And I don't care where I perform. I just love to perform. And you have to have that feeling, I believe, that kind of yeah, how it is, that euphoria that you can't explain unless you, you know, until you do. And, you, and people have that feeling and other things that they do in life. You know, everyone can connect with that. But that's really what, what is the, the thing. It's a calling. Well, you know what? I've got to move. I want to just go back to something else you were talking about. Bruno. Bruno San Martino. <laughs> if you grew up anywhere in, you know, western Pennsylvania, I'm sure beyond that, but especially right here. I mean, it, it, he was before the McMahons. He was before, you know, world wrestling uh, as it is today with John Cena and all these people. But, but had mm-hmm. he been then, he would have been absolutely Mr. Superstar. He already was a superstar. But do you remember that studio wrestling with Bill Cardell, Jimmy? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I watched it every Saturday. And I would go to my grandmother's house, and my grandmother would make me a, and this is Pittsburgh here, a chip tam sandwich. Yep. <laughs> and chip my tam, chocolate Pittsburgh, milk. right. Yeah, right there at Isley's Chip Tam. And I'd sit there, and she would, Bruno was like a role model for a lot of us. I'm here, my grandmother would say, he's a good man, Sonny. you got to be just like him. <laughs> <laughs> and I told Bruno that story. He was laughing. But, you know, it is true. He, he was uh, always... He always was a guy of integrity, and, and, and you know, he's, he's like that now at 82 years old. He's still a guy of integrity. He's the same guy. And, you know, it's, what's interesting, Joyce, when, when I was touching on this, but whenever you talk to him, he appreciates the people so much. It's almost like he's in, in tears when he's talking about it. So it's from his heart how much he appreciates what people have done from him. He really came from humble, humble beginnings in Italy. And, and made his way. It, he really, really did, and stuck to his guns as far as who he is, as far as his character. So I admire him immensely, immensely. Okay, Jimmy, you've got to get me that autographed picture. You got it. The, you got uh, it. Of Bruno the would wrestling, love it. Yeah, the wrestling Bruno San Martino <laughs> days. I, I, I want to oh, tell absolutely. you, I was in Beaver. Okay, and yeah. I meet this guy. He's either I can't remember. It was something. It, it was a county. 
councilman. I think it was councilman. And anyway, yeah. he's telling me, Councilman DeFazio. <laughs> they're oh, wow. talking about Councilman DeFazio. And I looked at him. I said, I don't know you by this name. I know you <laughs> by Jumping Johnny yeah. DeFazio. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? Isn't that how it is right here in Pittsburgh that we would oh, know yeah. Jumping Johnny DeFazio yeah. and Bruno? You know, and, and oh, and don't forget Ringside Rosie. We also ringside have Ringside Rosie. Rosie, yes. But with she all of that, laughing. hey, I think we have a caller on the line. Mike, are you on the line? I am, Joyce. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mike? I know who this yeah, is. Know. <laughs> Mike uh, and you're probably not surprised yes, I'm I do calling know either. who you are. And I don't know if you've, in all these years, I don't know that you've, have you called in before? I don't think you, have you? I've called, I've called in uh, three or four times. Three or four times in 15 years, and this is one of them. So do you have a question uh, or comment for Jimmy? I probably have about a hundred of them, but I'm going to pick uh, one. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I um, if someone is interested in uh, going into stand-up comedy just as something uh, part-time on the side, mm-hmm. uh, what type of advice would you would you give to them? That, you know, Mike, that's a great question, and, and you know, it is something good to, to try because it could help you in other things, and it, and it may be your calling. You don't know, so I, I, I you know advise people to try. What I'd say, Mike, is. In, in say Pittsburgh, for instance, in our city, uh, if you look in any you know newspaper or online, there are open stages uh, everywhere. Almost every night, you could find a little bar or a little club that has an open mic night. And the way to start is to go to the open mic nights and sign up, and you'll get time. Though you'll get five minutes on stage because. Stand-up comedy is one of those things that you have to do. It's nothing you can imagine or sit back and, and you know, maybe write and think, okay, then you have to go through the motion of doing it. So you have to get up on stage and you have to go through uh, the bombing. The, the other thing that I would say is uh, there's a thing online called Masterclass, and they have all these great people, uh, icons, uh, that teach classes. It's like $90 or something for the class. But you own the class once you buy it. And I actually bought a Steve Martin does like, it's like seven or eight lessons uh, where he teaches stand-up comedy. He talks about his life and, and how to structure jokes and things like that. So that's another way, too, as far as uh, look at like, things like Masterclass, get some books and stand-up to see how to structure a joke. Because everybody has a funny story. Everybody has a funny joke. So it's getting that joke, Mike, structuring it so strangers become your friend within seconds. Because you have about a minute. The moment you walk on, so you have a minute to connect with that audience. So you walk up and you have to be able to tell that story, joke, whatever, within a minute, connect with them. And you will learn to do that by going to the open stage. So I'd say both uh, research books and things like Masterclass online and also going out physically to the Every city has the open stage clubs, so I suggest doing that. And, and you'll, you definitely would have fun with it. Even if you bomb, you'll have fun, believe it or not, because it, it, you feel alive, man, when you're on that stage. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, I bet the adrenaline is off the charts. So, <laughs> Yeah, but I, you know, yeah, I, I think people with disabilities in general have funny stories to tell. Uh, I, for one, as someone who is blind, uh, you know, I, I remember one time walking into Walmart, and uh, because I have a guide dog, a seeing eye dog, okay. uh, the Walmart greeter says, oh, is that one of those blind dogs? I said, well, God, I hope not. And I kept on walking. And, <laughs> and it was that point <laughs> and it was that point that I realized that, you know, there's probably tons of other stories just like that that I, that I could tell that are totally true. You know, you don't even have Absolutely. to reach out that far. Yes, absolutely, so. man. Absolutely. It, it's, it's the surprise is the joke, and, and you definitely had the surprise there. Yeah, ap- you would have a ton, tons of material. You have to try it, Mike. Keep me posted. Uh, please keep me posted through my Facebook. Okay, I sure will. I'm here, okay. I'm here in Pittsburgh, so you might see me around sometime. Who knows? I was going to say, so. yeah, stop out to a show anytime. Make sure you come up and say hello, okay? And I'll help you in any way also since you're here in Pittsburgh. You know, let me know. 
you get in touch with me through oh, Talent wonderful. Network or your Talent Network's fine. Uh, you could do that. Call you know the agency, and I'll get hold of you, or through Facebook, through the fan page. You can message me or come to the show anytime. Please, be my All pleasure. Right, my thank friend. you very much. I appreciate it, yeah. and uh, good luck, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, thank brother. you, Joyce. Appreciate it. Thanks. For that. Mike, you are awesome. Thank you so cool. much. Thank you that for calling funny. in. And I'm not going to tell you my opinion of your jokes, but I bet you knew what <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mike. All right. Take uh, care. See you, Mike. <laughs> I, I, like, I like to tease Mike, so he knows that. He knows I like to tease him. But it's true. If people with disabilities yeah. would tell every bizarre thing that happens to them, they would have yeah. a career in stand-up comedy. So, you know, I know exactly what he's uh, what he's talking about. Hey, you were mentioning um, about uh, your show. Do people mm-hmm. go to your website to get tickets for your show? Yes, they can go to showclick.com uh, or go to my Facebook fan page, and I'll have all the information there of how to get tickets, and it's that easy. Just click on uh, showclicks.com, and uh, or, like I said, it's probably easier to go to the fan page, and they'll, they'll see where I'm at and you know, when I'm there and how to get tickets. It's, you know, make it easy as possible. Well, you know, um, the thing I lo- love many things about you, but you know how I feel about your charity work with the Epilepsy Foundation. Um, how, how long have you been doing this? It seems like a long time that you've been involved with the foundation. You know, it's been close to 20 years. And, uh, oh, my about 18 goodness. 18 years, 19 years, yeah, something like that. And uh, I, I, it, it really is an honor to be part of, of that because it, and when I do the walk, the fun thing is about the walk is, uh, you know, I've gotten to know families and, and people through the years, and, you know, you, you meet their children, and now they're adults, and uh, as I get older, <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's exciting to see the progress that is going on through research with epilepsy. And it's, it's from those walks and those little things. It may seem little, those, those walks in, in the mud, but you know what? These walks all over the country and, and people pitching in, you know, as much as they can. It's amazing how the research is groundbreaking and makes people's lives, you know, enriches people's lives. And, and that's, that's very rewarding. It's an honor to be a, a small part of it, believe me. Well, it means so much to them. I mean, you know, it, no one can understand what families go through when they have a child that has hundreds of seizures a day. Um, yeah. It's what you said before about how meeting someone like you you know, can make a difference, even if it's for a day, not not just with the person with epilepsy, but even mm-hmm. just for their family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really, really appreciate uh, so much that you do that. And I know Peggy appreciates that you do that. So um, I have to ask you, what made you? How did this all start? It started with a buddy of mine who I knew as a child, a he uh, has a son who has epilepsy, and when I was starting, I was on DV maybe a few years already, was starting to get known if I would come out to the walk to help out, and I said, of course I will, and, and it started there. And the, the great thing about not only the walk, but I, I have to tell you, Joyce, is through the years, you know, doing fundraisers for various charities, I, I've been close close friends with uh, some people with disabilities. And uh, I got to tell you, it's for me to know them. They're, they're blessed in a certain way. And I'll explain, you know, people spend thousands of dollars <laughs> on these self-help books and all these you know, things trying to find the answer to, to get to mindfulness, to be in the moment. And one thing I get when I'm, with my friends who go through challenges, they are always in the moment and they bring me to the moment. They teach me to be in the moment. And it's a real gift. And I feel happy when I leave them after talking to them. I feel enriched because they put me in the moment. 
They took me out of my ego. They took me out of the past. They took me out of the future because they live in the moment. They're dealing with a minute. And that's one of the things that they have that, that is a blessing that's close to God to me. It really is. And it's so, it's actually more enriching for me to be around my friends that go through that stuff. And well, it, really it, means so, it really means so much to us. And now I know, I always wondered how you first, you know, got involved with the Epilepsy Foundation. Um, mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I wanted to ask you about is I'm on a crusade, you know, to try to increase the employment of people with yeah. disabilities. Are there different yeah. things you do? You just talked about it right now. Are there different things mm-hmm. you do where you try to help people with disabilities? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I do. I, I not only do the fundraisers, but I also like to spread the word on how th- th- just that's something they're going through, but it doesn't hold them back from doing anything. I mean, they have the, the, the they're in the moment that going back to that mindfulness you live in the moment like that, that that's a goal we're all, we're, many are trying to get to. And I try to explain that to people that it would be an advantage to have somebody like that work for your company. They will bring a lot to the company. They will bring a lot to a business. And many of them could start their own business. They have the courage. They've, had, they've been dealt a hand where they have to deal with things. They have courage and heart beyond belief. So I definitely do try to spread that word as much as I can. And we appreciate that. Well, Jimmy, look at all these great things you've done. You, you, I mean, it's amazing. You've been so successful in your life. But if you had to think of one thing, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? The, the, the greatest accomplishment is learning that the, the talent God gave me as I, to go full circle from when we started isn't mine, but it's ours. And I think that is been a great accomplishment because it helped me it enriched my life and a great accomplishment is having the opportunity to meet so many great people Uh, and especially like I said I have some very close friends who are disabled and they enrich my life so much I can't even tell you Uh, that's a great accomplishment a great accomplishment is having the honor to be able to help that's what that is I think I think anybody in a position you know if you have a way to help someone I think most people would We'll do, do that. And that, so I, I think it's the greatest accomplishment of having the, the blessing to be able to help others. And, and I think anybody out there would do that. And it is, it is a, an enriching thing. It really is. And was it that incident that, that made you realize this then with the young woman that, about dialysis? Is that when it really impacted you? Yeah, one, one of them. Uh, my grandmother was a big influence. I remember the first time. I had a billboard campaign. It was like a quarter million dollar billboard campaign. And uh, my big mug was on a billboard, and I was taking my, I used to take my grandmother to bingo on the south side every Wednesday. <laughs> she lived in Shaler. She, we grew up in the strip district of Pittsburgh in the city. She moved to the suburbs. So I had to take her back down to the city to play bingo once a week when uh, you know, she was a uh, lot. And I remember I pulled up along the street and the billboard was there. And I said, look at that, Grandma. Is that cool? That's, I'm on a billboard. And, he, and she said, you know, Sonny, that's great. And it's great, famous. That's great. You're known, Sonny. But I got to tell you, helping others, that will be how you're remembered. That is what you want to do. And, and things like that. Were things like messages my grandmother you know, taught me, things she, she taught me. All of those combined, I think, are included. Why? Wow, wasn't that something what she said, though? That was really, that was really, yes. Boy, she spoke the truth. And you grew up in the Strip District, the area of those real low-calorie Permanti Brothers sandwiches. All the great food still there, yeah. Greasy spoon, the way I like it. (laughs) I I don't remember where I was, and I'm telling someone about chipped ham. And they're saying, what are you talking about? I said, you know, Isley's chipped in. What? No, we yeah. never heard of that. I said, you mean everyone doesn't know about that? Nor did I know <laughs> that not everyone has French fries on their salads. <laughs> That's true. 
That's true. Now, someone said to me when I was in another city, aren't you that city where you put French fries on your salad? Something about that doesn't (laughs) seem right, that you put French fries on your salad. But But you you know, that is us. That's Pittsburgh. We got those low-calorie things we love. How about the first time you say, uh, when you go out of the city and say, can I have a cold pop? They're like, what? (laughs) Now, get up to Chicago. They know what pop is. You places. But most are like, what are you talking about a pop? It's a soda pop, you know, a pop. Yeah. Yeah, we have our own language here, definitely. Yeah, we do. Heat. We do have our language here. <laughs> well, Jim, I want to thank you so, so much for being with us today. What a pleasure it was to have well, you honor, as George. my guest today. Thank you, George. My honor. And I want to thank everyone uh, out there. And I, and I want to thank everyone out there uh, that, listen, that is disabled. Thank you for the gift you give us. Like I said, the mindfulness and, and, and bringing us that, that joy, to keep things in perspective and you lead us. Keep doing that. Keep fighting the fight. Uh, we're all in this together. You know, I thank them. That's a Thanks, great George. message. And that is a great message. Uh, and, and it's also encouraging for young people with disabilities. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Keep fighting the fight and keep giving back no matter what. Well, Jim, yes. one more time. How do people follow what you're doing? One more time. The, the best way is, like I said, on Facebook, if you can go to the Jim Cren fan page, and if you join, that would be great. Join the page, and I will have a video for you, two videos a week, updates on all of uh, my stand-up uh, and where I'm at. It's just a J-I-M-K-R-E-N-N fan page on Facebook. And I'd be honored if you did join and followed me. And I hope you, hope you like the videos and you can comment to me and let me know what you think. And uh, also, Jim, restrictions on iTunes if you want to listen to the podcast. But those are the two best ways. And uh, thanks, Joyce. I appreciate it. And thank you to all the listeners. I appreciate that, too, for your time. And, and once again, will that tell everyone where you're uh, going to be performing? Yes. To keep it constantly updated. Uh, and constantly uh, uh, lets everyone know at least a month in advance where I'll be at. So I constantly let them know and how to get tickets and every detail and all that. So, yeah, absolutely the best way. Yeah, okay. I, I, and I love okay. doing it, too. Doing it. And, and where are you going to be in uh, Beaver? On Friday, I'll be at uh, Mario's Dockside. If anyone's in the Beaver area, Mario's Dockside. Nice little club right on the water there in Beaver County. Friday Do they night, have to get o'clock. tickets ahead of time for that, or, or how does that work? It, it, it's usually best, you know, this way they have a seat and all that, and they have a great menu there. So if they just got a show clicks, now clicks is uh, C-L-I-X, uh, showclicks.com. So showclicks.com, and then type in my name, and it'll come up for the tickets, and it's easiest this way you have them, and you get there, maybe have a bite, relax, and, and I'm looking forward to it. Please come up and say hello uh, if you if you get if you are coming to the show if you do come to the show you're listening out there please come up and say hello at the show so I can say you know, see you can I meet you love it okay well we end every show with a quote uh, and today that quote is do not judge me by my successes judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again said Nelson Mandela. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.